Praise God. Well, how many of you know what tomorrow is? Independence Day. What year? 1776. How many years has that been? Two forty-five is correct. Two hundred and forty-five years. Did you already have that one? Amen. How many of you know it's? Uh, we we live in a great nation. We need to be grateful and thankful for our nation, uh, even with all of our problems. And we do have problems, but listen, we have the problem solver. And because we have the problem solver and we have people that believe in the problem solver, uh, this nation has stayed great and will continue to stay great as long as we keep looking to number one, our Heavenly Father, and uh, uh, our nation will continue to be that way. We're going to be a blessed nation. I know that, uh, you know, the, the end of the world, the Bible says that the world's going to wax worse and worse. The world is going to wax worse and worse. But the church is going to soar to greater heights. Our greatest hour is before us. So we can't quit and lay down and give up and sit in rocking chairs and do nothing. Amen. Just because we're older in life does not mean that we're old. So we can't quit. We just can't give up. We can't stop. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, you should know this. I believe most of you should know this. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, if he's the same, that means that there's no change whatsoever, is it? So in Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, he said, For I am the Lord, I change not. Guess who doesn't change? The Lord. He does not change. Well, what's this got to do with uh, uh, the liberty that we have since 1776? That was man's way of producing something here in this nation so that we could acknowledge our freedom. Our freedom from taxation, our freedom from all this other stuff that went on. But the truth of the matter is, true freedom, true freedom is found in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That is the only place true freedom is found. Psalm 119, verse 89 says, Forever, for, say forever with me. Forever is for how long? Forever. The definition of forever is forever. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled. It's settled. It's settled in heaven. It's the, it's the final authority uh, on this planet called earth where we have freedom in this nation. Amen. Thank God for all of the freedoms that we have. But there's greater promises and greater freedoms that's found through the blood of Jesus. The last scripture I have is Jeremiah. Uh, it's not the last scripture I have, but it's the, the last one I want to give to you right this minute. <laughs> Jeremiah 1 and 12. For I will hasten to my word to do what with it? To perform it. Look at your neighbor and say, he wants to perform his word in you. (laughs) 
Look at your other neighbor saying, that's for you too. Now, I need to ask this question before I go to the next step, the next level here. How many of you believe that what God said in his word is established, it is final, and that's the end of it? If he says in his word that by his stripes you're healed, what are you? You are the healed. If he says that you're wealthy, you are blessed, then are you blessed and are you wealthy? And are you wise? Do you have wisdom? Now, I I know that wisdom is acquired, but that's because we have a relationship with the Lord, right? So where is the problem? If there is a problem, where is the problem? It's right between your two ears. Right between here. It's the mind that has the greatest difficulty in understanding the Word of God because the mind has been enmity against God. That's what the Word says. Whenever Adam sinned in the garden, everything changed. And from that point until the day that we live right now, Man still has that problem with his getting his mind renewed to the way God thinks. God thinks on a higher level and a higher plane. Guess what? You're supposed to think on a higher level and a higher plane. Amen. So the problem isn't with healing. The problem isn't with deliverance. The problem is not with all of these other things that we call out. Those are just simply tributaries that... uh, Con, con, compounds the the mind in the way that it thinks. That's the reason you have to th- change the way you think. Just because you're older in life does not mean that God has quit healing, delivering, and setting free. We are the healed. We will continue to be the healed forever. His word is forever settled in heaven. So if I come up against a problem in my physical body or in my emotional life or in my financial life, then the word of God has the answer and the solution for everything that I have need of. And it has nothing to do. Well, I'm on a, uh, I'm on a, uh, uh, how do I put this? Uh, my budget is based upon, yeah, fixed income. That's what I was looking for. I'm on a fixed income. No, you're not on a fixed income. If you believe the word of God, well, it may look like it's on a fixed income, but how many of you know the Bible says to give, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall he cause men to give back into your bosom. So if you put a limitation upon what someone else will do for you, that's your fault. Well, but pastor, I only have a certain amount of income. No, you don't. You have to change the way you think. The Bible says you're snared by the words of your mouth. Amen. God will bless you if you will just accept his word. How many of you mean the prophet? Uh, he was at the brook Cherith. The brook dried up, and then the Lord told him to go down to see a little widow woman that would sustain him. 
Now, he could have sat there and said, no way possible. A little widow woman, a little widow woman doesn't have much. And she didn't. She didn't have much. But what, yeah, what she had was enough not only to take care of him, but to take care of her through the famine, her and her child. Her initial step was, is we're going to eat this cake and we're going to die. Me and my son, we're going to die. How many of you know God is bigger? It's obvious that God is bigger. He is such a big God. Young man had borrowed an axe head, went out to chop down a tree, chopped down the tree, but in the process, the, the, the head of the axe fell off into the water and it sunk. What did the prophet do? He went and told the prophet, he said, listen, I borrowed the axe head. I, I've got to find a way to get it back. He said, no problem. No problem. He takes a stick, throws it into the water, and the axe head floats to the surface. Now, how many of you know that stone and iron do not float? Amen. Just like Peter walking on the water, men don't walk on water in the natural. So everything we do is in the supernatural. See, I'm supernatural naturally. That's my state in your state of walking our relationship with the Lord. Amen. So what's age got to do with any of that? Zero. I can't, could never do anything. But I can, can do all things. Amen. Certainly it's through Christ. But I want you to know that the true freedom, thank God for our nation, and I'm not going to cut our nation short. We're grateful for our nation. How many of you in here have served in the armed services of any, of any fashion? Amen. I served in the Vietnam era. Uh, Jim, you did too, didn't you? Vietnam. 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 Vietnam, Vietnam. How many of you actually went to inland to, to Vietnam? I was glad I was off the coast 50 miles. I was on an aircraft carrier. And uh, thank God I was on an aircraft carrier. But I want you... There was not a whole lot of difference. But... Yeah, we had flight operations off of our aircraft carrier 24 hours a day. I was in weapons division, and I was one of the ones that was responsible for sending off the aircraft off of the, the aircraft carrier. And we had activities going on all the time. But I want you to know, after I got home, after I got back to the United States of America, I know you've seen pictures of this, but as soon as I got on the tarmac, walked on the tarmac, I got down on my hands and my knees, and I kissed the tarmac. I was so thankful to be back in the United States of America. And the first thing I ate was a good American hamburger. Because we didn't have those on the ship. Nope, did not have that. Matter of fact, I didn't like most of the things they had on the ship. I knew that that wouldn't be any good either. But, and I didn't know the Lord then either. 
I was not born again, did not know the Lord. But, you know, I was so grateful to be back into the land of the home of the free and the, and the brave. I was so thankful to be alive and be back home and grateful for this nation. How much more should we be grateful for what Jesus Christ did for you and I? Amen. Amen. Without the shedding of blood, there could have been no remission of your sin. And he freely gave everything that was necessary for your natural life and your spiritual life. I want to read to you out of several portions of Scripture in, in Hebrews that talks about the covenant that we have in the blood of Jesus that has impacted my life and I know has impacted yours. I'm going to get this for close-ups. In Hebrews chapter number 10, starting at verse number 35, it says, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So, promises accomplished, Freely uh, promises have been given, but it's a matter of whether I appropriate, say the word appropriate, appropriate. to appropriate something. I, so, I know many times people, you know, they, they say, I, uh, oh, the word just left me. Um, I plead the blood. I plead the blood. No, you need to apply the blood. You need to apply it, not just plead it. You need to apply the blood. The blood is what got you salvation. The blood is what's going to get your healing. The blood is what's going to get you delivered. The blood is what's going to set you completely, totally free. Legally, you are free. Whom the Son of Man is set free, they are free indeed. But now I have to act on it. I have to make a decision to walk in the newness of life. It's up to me. It's up to you. And you know what? Age has nothing to do with it. You can, you can do this when you're five years old or four years old. It's up to you as an individual whenever you surrender your life and you begin to take your journey with the Lord. It is up to you how far you go with this. Everyone sitting in this room, we're all at different levels. We're all at uh, different uh, areas of our life, spiritually, also in the natural. And we may, some of us may have some aches and pains. Anybody have any aches and pains in here? <laughs> we're checking on our confession. No, we're, we're not the sick, we're the well. We're not the weak, we're the strong. Amen? We are the blessed coming in, we're the blessed going out. Everything we put our hands to, God causes it to prosper. He causes it to happen because we choose to believe in our hearts the will and the word of God. So the decision is right in between your ears. 
You have to make a decision, not just in your natural mind. Actually, it needs to drop down to your heart, which is your spirit man. It needs to come from here, and here needs to tell here what the truth says. The truth came to set us totally, completely, and make us free. Amen? You know the truth? The truth will make you free. Amen. It's the truth. Now go with me to... If you have your Bibles, you can go there. Hebrews chapter number 1. I'm going to read the whole chapter to you. Because the whole chapter is talking about a covenant relationship that we have in the blood of Jesus. It says, God, who at sundry times and in divers' manners spake in uh, time past unto the fathers of the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom we have appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made uh, the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, set down on the right hand of the majesty on high. I want to stop there. It says he purged how many of our sins? All of our sins. When did he do that? On the cross, on Calvary. I mean, that's been over 2,000 years ago. Your sins have been taken care of over 2,000 years ago, past, present, and future. Past, present, future. That doesn't mean that we don't still confess our sin if we do commit a sin. He said, if you sin, he said, confess with your mouth. Amen? Say it with your mouth. And if you say it with your mouth, that's an acknowledgement that I've made a mistake. But he says, then I'm going to step in with what I've already accomplished for you. And I'm going to cleanse you from it. I'm going to remove it permanently. He also puts it into a sea of what? Forgetfulness. In other words, never to be remembered anymore. So why would we throw something back up to him concerning our past? Our past is over and done with. Jesus took care of it. And many times people, they're dealing with their past, their past hurts, their past failures, and everything else, and they bring it into their latter years of life. And listen, we have to acknowledge that we are free in the blood of Jesus. That doesn't mean that I forget. It doesn't mean that I don't remember those things. It just means that I'm not bound by those things anymore. I'm not going to carry them as baggage in my life. Jesus took them for me, so I'm going to let him keep them. Amen. And in, in his sea of forgetfulness. Um, verse number four, it says, Being made so much better than the angels, as he hath uh, an inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee, and again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in uh, the firstborn into the world, he saith, And let all the angels of God worship him. And the angels, he saith, who maketh his angels spirits, and his ministers a flame of fire. How many of you are ministers in here? Everybody needs to say yes. You're all called to the ministry of reconciliation. All of us. Not that you stand behind a pulpit. You know, in preach, we, we equate ministry with people stand behind pulpits. No, ministry is the body. 
we each have a, a calling, we all have giftings, we all have talents, and we, we have special things that God has given us assignments for. We have destiny in our life, and guess what? Nobody can do it but you. Nobody can, can fulfill what God uh, has placed within you. Our graveyards are filled with vision and destiny that never got fulfilled. And that's not going to be us. We're going to fulfill our vision. We're going to finish our course. Amen. And we're going to do it as flames of fire, full of the Spirit of God, moving forward and capturing what God has called us to be and to do. He says, but unto the Son, he saith, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness, a scepter of righteousness uh, is the scepter of, of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the, are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest. And they all shall wax old as doth a garment. And as a vesture... Thou shalt fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and the years shall not, and thy years shall not fail. But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? How many of you are an heir of salvation? Amen. How many of you know that you have ministering spirits to aid you, to assist you? You, some people call them guardian angels. They, they do not, uh, they do not fly around with little wings. You know, as some may think. Uh, they are ministering spirits. Uh, some of your angels are bigger than this building. You, you can't put a limitation on how big God is and how big God wants to do for you. How many of you station your angels around your house, around your car, anytime you go on a trip? Amen? We're about to go on a trip here in just a, about a week, and, and uh, I guarantee you when we get on the plane, angels will be accompanying us because we're going to post them there. To aid us and to assist us to get to our determined destination. And then when we get back on an airplane to come back, we'll do the same thing. Amen. We keep them posted all the time. We post them around our car when we go out. We do all of the things that are necessary to get the kind of results that we want to get. Because I am blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. Everywhere I travel, we're blessed. Amen. That's the way he wants it for you. That's the way he wants it for me. That's, that's my liberty. I have liberty not only in this country that I live in, but I have a higher form of liberty in the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the blood that has satisfied everything. Hebrews chapter 8. Again, I'm going to read the whole chapter. It says, Now of the things which you have spoken, this is the sum. This is it. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heavens. 
Where is Jesus? He's seated at the right hand of the Father. That's where Jesus is. He's sitting on the edge of his seat. He's waiting for the Father to say, Go get him. Go get him. Go get him. I am telling you, Jesus is anxiously awaiting to go get his bride. He is ready to do it. We are in the last of the last days. And we need to realize that we are, we are so privileged to be living in this time. Because God's doing some great things. And the end of times, they're upon us. You can see it everywhere. You can see it everywhere. You can, you can see it on the TV. You can see it in, in the movies. You can, you can see it everywhere. As you walk around in the world, as you're in the society, you can see it. You can hear it. The signs of the times are all around us. And events are transpiring and taking place. But I'm telling you that there is a great time. This is the greatest hour of the church. It's time for us to wake up. The revival that we're in the midst of. It's not going to get started. It's already started. And we need to be prepared and ready for the harvest. What would happen? What would happen? If the church added 3,000 souls in one day at Heritage of Faith, what will we do with That's what happened on the day of Pentecost. They got 3,000 souls at one time. And in just a few weeks later, they got another 4,000. And it just kept perpetuating itself. The reason that you're born again is because of 12 men that were anointed, appointed, to do the will of God and many other followers. But the apostles are the ones that kicked it all off. And you and I are here because of them stepping out and walking in the supernatural will and word of God, fulfilling destiny in their own personal lives. So we're at the last hour and we need to be prepared and ready For the great harvest. So I was just thinking the other day, what would heritage of faith do? What would we do, Joseph, if we had 3,000 souls added tomorrow? Five hundred shouldn't be a problem for witnessing going out on a regular basis, should it? But we need 500. That's what we're believing for is 500 by 2020. Uh, three, and we're believing for 2,000 people by, two, by 2023. What would we do? What would we do? How would we get there? How did they do it? We have to be prepared. We have to be ready. In the military... Military, one of the greatest things of military is they are, they're very persistent in preparing for events to transpire and take place. I, I know in our ship we were. I know that uh, you were in what you were doing, Joseph. 
Joseph was at the Pentagon, and other Pentagon didn't just they didn't just uh, shoot from the hip, so to speak. They plan things out. God has a plan. We have to get ourselves prepared and ready, and we all have to recognize that we're all called to serve. We're not called to sit. I'm going to say that again. We're all called to serve. I never will forget the first church I pastored in West Texas. Uh, We were there for nine years. My very first day of stepping in as the pastor, I got there about two hours early at the church just to prepare and finish preparing what I already felt like the Lord was having me to do. When I drove up, there was a man sitting in the parking lot in his car. So I went over to him. He rolled the window down. And he said, young man, you're the, you're the new pastor here, aren't you? And I said, yes, sir, I am. He said, well, I just want to inform you to let you know that I've been a part of this church for a number of years. And he says, I'm older in life now. And I said, I, I recognize that. I see that. And uh, he said, well, I have already paid my dues. I've helped build this church. I helped do this and I helped do that and everything else. And he said, I just want to sit now. I've paid my dues. And I said, well, sir, uh, there's a church just not too far down the road. I'm sure you can go sit in there and do nothing. But if you're going to come here and be a part of this, uh, this is what's going on here. I said, we're on a move for God. And I need all the help I can get. I don't need people just to sit. I need people that will put their hands to the plow and will help to fulfill the vision God has laid on our hearts. He rode up the window, started up his engine, and drove off. When the doors opened for service and everything else, he was sitting on the second row. He came to me after the service, and he said, I understand what you're saying, young man. I don't need just to sit. He said, I probably have more wisdom now in the things of God than I've ever had. And I said, yes, sir, you're absolutely correct. I need your wisdom. I need your help so we can get to the determined uh, place that God has called this church to go. Then we'll get another assignment. But you need to be here for the duration. If God's called you here, then you're here for the duration. I want to make this to you. Bloom and blossom where God has planted you. Bloom and blossom and become active and a part of what's going on at Heritage of Faith because pastors need you. You probably have the greatest wisdom that you've ever had. How many of you had at least 50 years of service with the Lord in this room? At least 50. Okay, 40. 30? How many of you got saved later on in life? Well, he didn't call you just to sit and eat. He called you to get your hands put on the plow, get a hold of the vision of the house of God where we're headed by 2023 at the latest 2,000 people.
That's what we're believing for. That's what you need to be believing for. And your mouth needs to be speaking out and being a witness to bring the souls in. Amen. Put your hand to the plow. Do what needs to be done. We have a covenant in the blood of Jesus. Amen. It says, who who serve unto the example and the shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he is about to make uh, the tabernacle. He said, for see, saith uh, he, that uh, thou make all things according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant which was established upon better promises. For if the first covenant had been uh, faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Now, how many of you uh, belong to the house of Israel? Everybody lift your hand. You've been grafted into the vine. You have, you, you are Jewish in spirit. You have a Jewish nature on the inside of you because greater is he that's in you. Jesus was a Jew. And guess what you are? You are too. Because you've been grafted in. Amen. So he's speaking not just to the, uh, the children of Israel and to Judah, he's speaking to us Gentiles who have been grafted in to the vine. So we all belong. We're all partakers of that which he has promised to all of humanity. And it's been us that have, we've made the choice. I made the choice. Nobody forced me to become a Christian. I made a choice to become a Christian. And then I learned about who I am and what I possess in him. By studying the Word of God, which is the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Amen? He said, and not according to the covenant that I made with uh, their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continue not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel, after those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be unto them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not uh, teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me for the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I re, uh, remember no more. In that he saith, a new covenant, he hath made the first one old. He didn't do away with it. He just made it old. Some of us in here are old. And some of us are older. But the truth of the matter is, that the old has nothing to do with the fact Jesus came and fulfilled the law and the prophets, which was the first covenant. He didn't do away with it. He fulfilled it. He satisfied it in his blood. So we get all of the promises 
of the old and the new together, which is a better covenant. Can you say amen? Amen. in that he saith a new covenant, he hath made the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish. It's all wrapping up. It's all tying up. What's this got to do with victory that we find in the 4th of July? Everything is in him. We live We move and we have our being in him. So we need to be thankful not only for our nation that we'll be celebrating tomorrow, but we need to be thankful for what Jesus has accomplished for you and I. Without him, we can do nothing, but with him, we can do all things. We can do this. God has called us. That's the reason it's so important that we stay faithful, that we stay faithful. Amen. If you if you have a problem driving, call someone to bring you. Amen. If you know someone is staying home because they can't drive anymore, go pick them up and bring them. They're important to the body. Every joint supplies the need. Many hands make the work light. We need to apply everything that we can. And every person is important and every person is valuable. There are a number of people that stopped coming to Heritage of Faith during the time of COVID-19. We need to go find out where they are. Not just the ministers of the church. The body needs to go find the other part of them. Because they're a vital part to you. You need them. I need them. We all need one another. Because we're important to the body of Christ. The last scripture that I want to read to you. Just a few verses. It's in First Peter. Just a few verses, the whole chapter. I don't normally do this, but I am doing this today. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, this is chapter 1, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, uh, Papadicea, Asia, and Bithynia, Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience, and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. 
wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, uh, we are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love, in whom though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, of which salvation the prophets had inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Searching what? Or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which is in them, did signify? When it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost, sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be you holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And if you be and if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is grass, and the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which is by the gospel is preached unto you. Listen, Jesus paid a tremendous price for you and I to be able to enjoy the fullness of what God has. And I'm here to tell you 
that you are more valuable and important than you probably give yourself credit for. Your value is tremendous in the deposits that God has placed into your life. The length of your service and the time of walking with Him, knowing Him, been in prayer with Him, and He's he's guided your life. The Holy Spirit has guided you through the journeys of time is tremendously valuable to the young that have yet to venture down that pathway. We are here to aid, to assist, and to help, and to minister. The older women are supposed to teach the younger women. The older men are to teach the younger men. And I tell you, we've lost a lot of respect for humanity because it has not been done. It's time for the church to rise up and be the church. Amen. I don't know about you, but whenever I became a Christian, I thought it extremely important. I wanted to know everything I could know, but I wanted to know it then. I didn't know it was going to take me. I wanted to learn everything I needed to learn in a week. I'll give you, I'll give you a week. Teach me. You know, teach me. I didn't think it was going to take me that long to learn, but I found out that I've just started. I've just started. And I'm already in the third phase of ministry in life. As the Lord has already spoken. We pastored, Diane and I pastored for 41 years. And still, I've got just enough revelation to charge hell with a thimble full of water. And believe that we can put it out. There is so much more to know. And you spend your entire lifetime learning about Him. But where you are and where you're at right now is extremely valuable to this congregation, to our walk. That's the reason we need to settle it in our hearts. You know, this is, this is where I'm to bloom and blossom. We could probably go pastor somewhere again, but I'd, that's not what God's called us to do. God has called us to lift up the hands of this pastor. At this church, to lift up this pastor and everything else that we will fulfill if Jesus tarries. <laughs> Me neither. This is, we didn't go church shopping. This was it. We just, the Lord told us before we came, we had been here a number of times going to Brother Copeland's uh, ministers' conferences and stuff uh, that this is where we belonged when we came here. And so we didn't have to go looking for another church. The Lord had already spoken that. So we we had our church before we ever moved. We knew where we were headed, where we were going. Amen. But my point is, is you are valuable to this congregation. You're, a va- you're valuable as we meet each time. We meet, what, every first Saturday of every month. You are very important to this meeting that we have. Amen? You are. And I want you to know that. Pastor Diane and I and and these other leaders that are here, we love you. We appreciate you. And thank God.
for your response, amen, to being here and being a part. God bless you. Stand with us if you would. Let's, we want to have a word of prayer before we dismiss. I want to let you know we need to let to keep Sharon Richardson in um, our prayers. She had a stint put in her heart uh, several days ago, and she lives in Cleburne. So if any of you live out that way and would like to go and visit her or take her some food or anything, I'm sure she would appreciate it. Just call, you know, and before you would go to see her. But you could... Uh, also, just if you aren't able to go and see her, I'm sure she'd appreciate a telephone call. So she's doing really well, and everything went just uh, really smoothly, and she's she's getting her strength back day by day, but she just has to really take it easy, you know, for a while. So just want you to, I wanted to let you know, and so that you can continue to pray for her and give her a call or go and see her if you'd like. Okay. Amen. And I want to remind you, to, uh, tomorrow we have, of course, two services on the 4th of July. We'll have the Sunday morning we'll, uh, at 9 o'clock and then the other one at 11 o'clock. Uh, pastor is on vacation, as I told you before. Uh, I'm going to do the first service, the 9 o'clock service. And then um, Pastor Eric uh, Deaton is going to do the second service. So we're looking forward to both of those events and both of those times uh, together. On the 18th, if you don't already have it recorded down, write it down on the 18th. Uh, Dr. Savelle is going to be with us, and then uh, also uh, Richard Roberts is going to be with us uh, to minister uh, a healing service at 6 o'clock that Sunday evening. So that's the next closest upcoming events that are going to transpire and take place. Be sure and go on the website and check out the website. There's many other things that are going on, so be sure and check them out and and uh, allow that to be a blessing to you. Uh, because of the meeting that uh, Richard Roberts is going to be doing, our Thrive Groups normally meet on the third uh, Sunday of the month. The 18th is that third one, so we will not be having Thrive Groups uh, that particular night because we want you to come and be a part of uh, the healing ministry that's going to take place on that Sunday evening. And then afterwards, uh, the church is going to be going to uh, Rosa's uh, for dinner afterwards uh, for fellowship and so forth. So uh, we encourage you to be a part of that. All of that is on the Internet, so just check it out, all right? So let's pray. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We praise you. We thank you for our time together. We thank you for your love, for your mercy and goodness to our lives. We're so grateful. We're thankful for what Jesus Christ accomplished in our behalf. And Lord, we just commit our lives to you. We commit our, our time to you. Uh, we just ask, Lord, that you would just have your way in everything that concerns our life, whatever it is that you desire us to be and to do for you, we just simply say yes to you. We will obey. 
Lord, as we dismiss, we're going to dismiss in your presence, your love. We thank you for going before us, preparing the way for us, bringing us back safely again tomorrow. And we just give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Amen.